0: Welcome to this second episode of the Good Steward Podcast, the podcast for Canadians who desire to be good stewards of what God has entrusted to them. I'm the host of the podcast, Brian Hilt. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Craig Ferguson, and we discuss the biblical meaning of being a steward. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Steward Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Good Steward podcast. I'm Brian Hilt. Today I'm joined by my co-host Craig Ferguson. Craig, thanks for joining me today.
1: It's my pleasure. Look forward to the discussion today.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I've found it enriching just preparing for it and I trust as we we and the listeners will benefit from the discussion today. Before we get into the heart of the episode, I did give a brief bit of information about you on the introductory episode, Craig, but perhaps you could provide a brief summary of your background and that type of information for the listeners.
1: Well, my background is in education. I'm a teacher. I think you went over that in the last podcast that I listened to. So I don't have a whole lot to add there. Um, Like you said, I'm not an expert in financial matters. I know how to budget. Then uh, that's my forte, but that's about where my knowledge ends. Um, so I'm looking forward to not having to be the expert uh, <laughs> and be on that side of it. And uh, I think I'll fill in that role of uh, being able to catch Brian before he has too many um, jargon, uh, industry specific terms being thrown around and make sure that we can all understand. Uh, as far as personal background, um, grew up in Western Canada, in Alberta, in uh, the capital of Edmonton, and grew up in a big family. I've got nine siblings and um, a reformed background as well as Brian. And um, one thing led to, the, led to another, and I ended up going to school for teaching. Always had a love for it. Ended up going to Grant McEwen for two years and then transferring to uh, the University of Alberta. And that's where I finished off my degree in education. Spent a brief time, like you did, Brian, um, pursuing the ministry, but then ultimately decided to return to teaching. So that's what I do now here. Yep, Very good, and we're
0: blessed to have you in the school here. Fortunately, you're on your summer break now, so I can pull you away from that for recording some
1: episodes. this is good. This is
0: nice. (laughs) We might have to record episodes for the nine months of the school year always (laughs) and then come back and power record them in the the summer months. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, thanks for sharing that, Craig. I'm sure the listeners will get to know us better as the episodes progress as far as our personalities and such. Uh, But anyways, we have a weighty topic today, so we'll move on to that. Uh, Could you introduce our topic today, Craig?
1: You bet. Uh, Today's topic is a weighty one. We're going to discuss a word and its meaning, which is perhaps overused today and even improperly used. The topic for today pertains directly to the title of our podcast. Uh, That topic is, of course, stewardship and what it means to be a steward. Nothing like
0: getting to the heart of the matter right away. Um, You mentioned the word steward or stewardship is overused today. Uh, Touch on that a little more. What do you mean by that?
1: That's a good question. Uh, What I mean is simply that there are certain words which are used to evoke emotions in people to try to get a result. Uh, It seems almost anyone raising funds for a project today puts the word stewardship on it without really thinking of what the word means.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think of if you see the old thermometer and it's got the red going up, up, up when the donations come in. It's pretty common to see the word stewardship on it because it evokes some emotion that makes people think they should give to it, basically. Right. mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Very good. So let's dive in. Let's discuss stewardship. Uh I put together here the outline, and for the listeners, Craig and I have done some preparation for this, but we haven't rehearsed this ahead of time. So as we go through this, it's uh, we're just going to discuss it and reference the scripture passages and such, and we'll go over it together, and we'll all profit from it, hopefully. So let's dive in, and I think the first place we have to start, Craig, is we have to define the word steward. And then in the second place, we'll discuss the sovereign ownership of all things, and then in the third place, we'll discuss the application of this to the Christian
1: life. Good. Yeah, that sounds good, Brian. Um, why don't you start tackling the first point? Uh, what's the definition of the words steward or stewardship?
0: You know, Craig, I can't say I ever foresaw, you mentioned in the introduction that uh, both of us have pursued the ministry before, and both of us took some Greek, and I don't think I ever foresaw having to use that, much less using it for a podcast, but, and I know you recall (laughs) Greek better than I, so go ahead and weigh in, but the Greek word, I'll see if I can get the accent right even watch over the om- Omicron <laughs> yeah is oikonomia uh, and that's translated in the King James version as stewardship the roots then or the parts that form that word are two of them oikos and nemo and these words mean house and to manage so the first being house a noun and the second being a verb meaning to manage. So literally in English, it would mean house or household to manage. And in the English, we would flip that around and we would put the verb first and say to manage a household.
1: Yeah, I think that's about right. Um, It's funny because as you've gone through this, it kind of struck me. Uh, The sound of oikonomia should sound familiar to our listeners as it's the same word that we get the word economy from. So economy also has in it the idea of stewardship and the managing of a house people often don't think about that in connection with our economy that's the job of our government often is to manage the household of the country so thought I'd throw that out there too
0: yeah very interesting and for the listeners this is i feel like this is kind of a sidetrack but in the greek alley of things i remember when i was learning the little bit of Greek that I know. And one of the, probably it had to be in the, one of the first chapters we learned oikos. Mm-hmm. And I think I can still say how that we learned that in the back all, all in my head. But anyways, the word oikos, the first place I saw that afterwards was it's on a yogurt brand. Mm-hmm. There's a Greek yogurt brand oikos, which just means house or home. Yep. So, I don't know if most people know that when they eat oikos yogurt, but that's
1: where that comes You're from. You're eating house yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Yum.
0: <laughs> well, let's turn to scripture, Craig. There's, so the point here, we're going to go through some passages and examine them, especially then looking at this aspect of the meaning of stewardship and how this shows itself in scripture. That, that yes, this does indeed mean in scripture managing a household. Uh, so Luke 12 verse 42 is one that came to mind. So I'll read it and we'll just discuss it and go from there. Uh, and the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? So when I was preparing and looking at this, uh, the words that indicate possession, uh, whom the Lord shall make ruler over his household. So the Lord here retaining possession, that it's his household. And the steward was giving basically to oversee that, to manage that.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's captured also in the sense of faithful. Um, The steward having to be faithful uh, takes into account then that there is one to whom he must be faithful. And of course, the text makes that clear that he is faithful to his Lord. The household is his Lord's and it's his stewardship of that household in which he has to exercise faithfulness as well.
0: Hmm, indeed. Uh, another passage in Luke, and I, I feel like we're going to be going over these rather quickly, but primarily due to time and I think we can extract the main points out of it, and uh, we're not doing an exhaustive study of them.
1: No, we're not ministers. No, <laughs> I'm not
0: gonna, and I'm not going try to try to do exegesis when that's not my calling. Exegesis so. on the fly, that's
1: a good way to get in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, indeed. So Luke 16, verse one's is another one, and he said unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And it continues to go on through, well, really the next probably about 10 verses talking about this uh, and stewardship comes up quite a bit. But anyways, I think we can look at this one too. And we see there was a rich man and he had a steward. And the steward was, and once again, responsible for managing the rich man's goods. Mm -hmm.
1: And what stands out also in this section is that uh, the steward who is about to be put out of his stewardship recognizes that it's a privilege. He's a steward, but it is a special privilege, a high place to be a steward. And sometimes think of, of a steward as one who is lowly because it is his place to serve his Lord. But this particular portion of Scripture does point that out, brings that out, that being a steward is a high place. It's a privileged place.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent thing to bring out. Another aspect, I think, in looking through this in preparation is that we can see that there's an accounting required of that the master returns and there is an accounting required of, you know, you were called to be a steward. And did you exercise that responsibility properly? And there was an accounting required. And in this case, it was, well, initially that no, Mm -hmm. not the case. And so he had failed. He he was an unjust steward. Yeah. And so, but the point being that there is an accounting required of your stewardship and how you did manage the household. Another passage, 1 Corinthians 4, and the first few verses here. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. This one is one of those passages, Craig, when I was preparing and looking at this text. I almost didn't know whether I should include it, but I did include it because I think it really, though it's not talking about money at all here, it really then serves to bring the point home because this word steward here is used when talking about ministers. And I think that sometimes we in society today, the word stewardship is often used like the golden rule, like do unto others as you would have them. So, you know, manage money like you would have somebody manage your money, et cetera, et cetera, where that isn't stewardship. And I think that's really evident here because as ministers of Christ, stewards of the mysteries of God, a minister doesn't own the mysteries mm-hmm. of Christ. Right. They're Christ's mysteries. Mm hmm. And yet they're called to be stewards of the mysteries of God. I think that really serves to emphasize that distinction, that it, it's, uh, there's, there's something, in this case, in this text, the mysteries of God, which you're supposed to be a steward of. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and it speaks also to the high uh, carefulness, the caution, That has to be exercised. Uh, This is not a mindless endeavor. This is not something that comes naturally to us either. Uh, But something we do need to learn about to be a steward. Uh, In this case, these stewards, like Brian said, are, are they're ministers of Christ. To be a minister is to be a servant. There's that aspect of stewardship, being a servant, as well. I think we. Um, can bring that into our analysis and discussion of what we do with the earthly goods that our God gives to us to be stewards over that we also misunderstand there's a calling of service related to them.
0: Mhm. Yes, for sure. And that's yeah, indicative just by the word by the calling of a minister mm-hmm. to be a servant. Um, as well. And this is this passage is very related to the next one. I think we basically are addressing them both, and that's 1 Peter 4, verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Uh, thoughts on that one, Craig?
1: Well, I think... Um... Uh, Stewardship, again, it actually relates to that concept of service that I just brought up in in, uh, connection with 1 Corinthians 4. But here we have it even more blatantly, even more clearly, that the stewardship of the good things God gives us involves serving one another, even ministering one to another with the gifts that God has given us. That's an aspect of stewardship. We often think about stewardship in terms of taking care of what's been given to me, um, what I can do with my money, with my home, with my goods, um, what I can do even to serve in the church, to maybe give in the offering. But um, we have to understand there's this relationship between the goods we've been given, the gifts that we've been given, and the care that we have to have Uh, for others and our use of them. Very good.
0: I don't think I have anything else to add to that in particular. I do think, though, before we move on to the second point for the episode today, the ownership, the sovereign ownership of all things, that it's worth mentioning as well uh, that... Although the context of this podcast in a lot of ways is financial, that we're going to talk about financial related topics, money, budgeting, et cetera, et cetera, that stewardship doesn't pertain just to that. And you referenced that just now, but we're also to be stewards of the gifts that we've been given. Right. And to some, they've been given many gifts they may not have a plethora of money. Right. They have the gift though, of being musical. Right. They have the gift of compassion. They may have the gift of being a minister and right. may be called to the ministry. So there's a lot of, we're called to be stewards of all aspects of our lives, right. not just money.
1: Right. And, and we're all rich too. Uh, we can think sometimes, um, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher. I know that I won't get rich uh, or have much in the way of wealth, earthly wealth, um, by being a teacher. And so it can be very easy to just say, well, then this doesn't apply. I, I can check out. This is for other people to talk about. Um, but that's very clearly not the case. I think you brought that up in connection with the gifts and which really forces us to look at all of these gifts they all share something in common and that is that they've been given by someone
0: thanks for tuning in to this second episode of the good steward podcast we originally planned for this discussion to be one episode but after recording it decided it would be better to split it into two So tune in next time as we take up the discussion from here and address the sovereign ownership of all things. If you have a question you would like answered or a suggestion, please email us at question at goodstewardpodcast.ca. If you are edified by the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and share the show with your family and friends. We invite you to join our Facebook group and follow us on Twitter as well, where we share the episodes and discuss other relevant content. Until next time, We wish you all the best.